Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. I spent all day mowing the lawn because rewatching the PlayStation Showcase before this recording seemed like more of a boring idea. Boring? Yeah. Showcase didn't do much for me. Yeah. Uh, to say not much is to say almost nothing. I would agree. It did nothing for me to the point of where like, I was like, do I like video games anymore? Okay, so I didn't get to that point. I didn't have an existential crisis. But I did reach the... Out of everything that was shown that we will go over in a bit, three or four things were the ones that I went, ooh. Okay, maybe that one. Yeah. I would say that's accurate. Um, yeah. The only thing it did for me was start to think on a philosophical level about PlayStation. And, and their thought processes. And there's possibly their strategies. And I'm just like... There's one thing that really should have made you think about that. And that should be interesting. Well, <laughs> first off, I hate... What's the dude's name? Jim Ryan. Was that Jim Ryan? Okay. I don't know. I always get the two of them mixed up. There's Jim Ryan and there's the other guy. The fucking square jawed motherfucker. Square jaw. Yeah. Uh from like before? No. Oh. Um Whatever, I'll look it up in a second. Shuhei? No. I know who Shuhei is. <laughs> if it was Shuhei, we'd be happier. That's true. At the very least, we'd be like, oh, well, you know, Shuhei's. If, if, you know what? Actually, if it was Shuhei, the showcase would have made way more fucking sense. That's also true. That That is true. Now I'm even madder. <laughs> um, My bad. That motherfucker, Jim Ryan, I don't think he's ever played a video game in his entire life. No, probably not. Anyways, I guess, you know what, this is the Gamers Who Podcast, it's your weekly roundup news and commentary, it's going to get shoved down your throat, and anything else that might pique our interests. The good news about shoving things down your throat is there's not much news. That's true, I I tried to keep it light, hit some, uh, we'll probably blow through it all, and then we'll just talk about the showcase. That's true, that's probably what will happen. Yep, that's exactly what will happen, because that's how we fucking planned it out. Exactly, exactly, we wrote the script, which means there's also some stuff we got to get to before we get to that. Yeah, which is new releases, which hopefully there's some better on there than what was shown on the showcase. I don't know. I didn't look. Number one, Inkbound for the PC. Number two, After Us for the PC, PlayStation, Xbox. 
Number three, Blooming Business, Casino for the PC. Number four, Destiny 2, Season of the Deep. If you needed a new season and a new reason to play Destiny 2. New season, new reason. Glitch Busters Stuck on You for the PC, PlayStation, and Switch. Number six, Miasma Chronicles for the PC, PlayStation, and Xbox. Number seven, Planet of Lana for the PC, Xbox. Number eight, Puzzle Bobble Every Bubble for the Switch. I hate that name. I can see why. Number nine, Star Star Trek Resurgence for the PC, PlayStation, and Xbox. Number 10, Wobble Dogs Console Edition for the PlayStation and Xbox. Number 11, Dark Quest 3 for the PlayStation, Xbox, and Switch. Number 12, Kingdom Rush Origins for the Xbox. Number 13, Cassette Beasts for the Xbox and Switch. Number 14, the first one I'm going to tell you something about. Death from Above for the PC. All right. Can you guess what it is? Death from Above. How far in did you get? Um, I saw one word. Okay. And I'm confused. So. Perfect. In Death from Above, you are a... Ooh, I can... I can't do a good accent for this one, but I wish I could. In Death from Above, you are a lone Ukrainian military drone operator battling Russian occupation forces. Hidden behind enemy lines, you command a super drone to seek and destroy tanks, take back communication towers, recover stolen goods, and fight for a better tomorrow. This is like a new version of Nuclear Strike. Basically. Or the movie War Game. Because there's the moment where it's too real. Yeah. You're like, am I playing a game or am I really flying a drone in Russia? I I just I'm assuming this was a game that someone was working on, and then they like reskinned it to be like, oh wait, this is perfect. I like the better idea that they that they were working on this game, and then the war started, and they were like, this is the best marketing I've ever had. Yep, <laughs> I saw a <laughs> I saw a video actually today of this, this you know, because I you see them every once in a while online. I, a couple subreddits I follow, the videos pop up. One popped up today of a drone dropping a grenade. Uh-huh. Into a hole that was essentially the air exhaust for a Russian trench. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was like a hole that was probably, if I had to guess, like based on how the... Yeah, it's probably like five inches diameter or something. Yeah, like based on how the the how <laughs> how the grenade landed into it and bobbled around it, it was probably like this big. It was yeah. probably like somewhere around eight to ten inches. In yeah. diameter. In drone operator from... Who knows? Who knows how high up? 100 feet, 200 feet probably. And it was almost like a nothing but net situation. It's just like, boop, boop, in. And uh, boof, you know, I was like, amazing. It's impressive. It really is. And it, had, it was like the old... Uh, you've seen Apollo 13... Or any of the like, you know, shots of the moon, any of the moon landings or the Apollo missions. They have the when they were lining up to dock. They had the the I don't know what it's called, but it's essentially like a reticle, like the physical reticle in the oh, window. Yeah, yeah. Yep. And that's how they lined it up. It was like that style. So there's the camera, and then there was like almost like a pogo, like a like a you know 
like the camera had like just a like a stick or a fixture in it, and that's how they were using it to aim. I was like, all right, well, I was like, I was, like, I was watching, like, there's no way, there's no way, because I wonder with like being that high up, I, they have to account for wind and everything else. So, yeah, I don't know. Wild. I guess though, grenades are pretty heavy, so I wonder like if wind doesn't affect it as much as you'd think. It probably still does, but depending on the strength of yeah. said wind. Like, up until 30 miles an hour, they don't care. Yeah, we'll have to do some experimenting with grenades and drones. No, and I don't see. think we will. All right, all right, no. I'll just, you know, throwing it out there. Never mind. I, 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 there's so many things that I want to say, like, no, no, we're not going to do that. You're lost, man. All right, what else we got? <laughs> <laughs> Mostly because somehow... We the drone wouldn't leave the ground and we would get blown up. Yeah, you know it's fine. That it's would be fine. the most likely scenario. It's fine. Number fifteen. Do not feed the monkeys. Twenty ninety nine for the PC and Switch. Number sixteen. Hello, good boy for the PC and Switch. Number seventeen. Hello, neighbor. VR search and rescue for the PSVR. Number eighteen. Lord of the Rings Gollum for PC, PlayStation, and Xbox. And who boy does that game look pretty? Looks amazing, top quality. It they should like make every, another. It looks like everything that we've warned you about since we saw that game get announced. Yeah, number nineteen, One Piece Odyssey Reunion of Memories DLC for yep, Salasta, Salasta, yeah, Crown of the Magister Palace of Ice DLC. A fucking game. What a name. Tennis Manager 2023 for the PC. You're going to be able to manage all the games, Matt. That's the fad. Number 22, To the Rescue for the Switch. Number 23, Forspoken in Tanta We Trust DLC. Number 24, Home Sheep Home Farmageddon Party Edition for the PlayStation and Xbox. So if you like Sean the Sheep, there's a game for you. Yes, home that is a Shaun home. the Sheep game. Is it really? Yes. Oh, wow. I thought you were just kidding. No. Because I went to look it up to see if I was kidding because I liked the name. And no, it's a Shaun the Sheep game. Number 25, Replicator for the PlayStation, Xbox, and Switch. In this twin-stick roguelite shooter, you play as one of the galactic mercenaries. Explore a mysterious scientific complex and un- Cover the secret of the Replicator Project. Thrilling. Yeah. One of these times I'm going to go full Shatner. In this twin stick roguelike shooter, you play at one up. I remember the when I watched his... That his Twilight Zone episode where the the you know there's something on the wing because you always heard it and it's like a joke ah and then I watched it and I was like that was no, frightening yeah like that was that was like I always like for the longest time when I was younger I you know you'd hear about Twilight Zone and stuff like that and I was like oh it's dumb probably an old show blah blah then I was, watched it. it was yeah then I watched not, not it like and I was like part, like it was an old show for yeah them, for us. It's like Twilight Zone's like make it's got some like think it's it's a thinking show. Yeah. Well that's yeah, where, it's got some 
It's got some shit going on. You watch an episode, and you're like, that fucked me up. That's why when when they started, they started making it again. Yeah. I don't think it was as good, but... No, it wasn't as good, but, like, they started doing that again, and that's where, like, Black Mirror gets a lot of its love, too, of, mm-hmm. of being very Twilight Zone-esque. Yeah. We now enter the Twilight Zone. That one, that fucked me up when I was younger, and then there was that Stephen King, like, I think it was, like, a TV movie. The the one where, like... Swamp Thing. No. The <laughs> the people are, like, on an airplane or something, and then, like, half of them, like, everything... What is it? Like, they land or something. They wake up, and there there's only, like, half of them on the airplane, and there's no one else around. Lost. And then... These things all like they are the the world seems in the distance seems to be disappearing, and it gets closer and closer and closer and closer, and then like they they see that it's like all these like weird ball creatures that are like literally consuming the the world, and it's like it was, I don't know it, that, I have no idea what it was talking. a it was a wild one, and it, it, that was one it fucked a fever me up. dream maybe it might have been. I I watched the Clockwork Orange while I was having like a super high fever, and that fu- that really fucked me. Up. Well, yeah, that just sounds like a massive mistake. And I was like tripping balls from a fever because I had a, like just a massive fever. Took a bunch of medication. Watched Clockwork Orange. I was like a preteen. There's like things you need to not watch. A teenager when you're fucked up. That uh, oh my god, uh, Beautiful Mind. Had another experience when Don't I was watch that one. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. Um. I had another one where I was really sick and I was alone, uh, you know, in my apartment at the time. Oh, no. And it was, uh, you know, weird shit happening in life. And I watched Giant. I'm familiar with Giant. It's the the old movie Giant with James Dean, Elizabeth. Oh, uh, no, I'm not. Um, it's like three and a half hours long. It's this like wicked old old style epic. It's like filmed in Technicolor. You know, one of those movies. Yeah, yeah, when, yeah. When that was the thing. Yeah, that was wild. I don't know how we got on this tangent. What were we doing? Video games. Yeah, video games. I thought we should start talking about old movies, and I was about to be like, we can go down this road. That's <sighs> fine. Um, because I watched Leslie Nielsen's Naked Gun, the third one. I never liked those when I was younger, and then I w- watched one recently. They're worth it again. And I was like, oh. Yeah, because now you're old enough to appreciate the jokes, and you go, ah. <laughs> yeah, ah. I was like, this is well-crafted. <laughs> yeah, there's there's a lot there's a lot with um, that and a lot of other like comedy shows. Mm-hmm. Shows, movies, or even like Who's Line Somewhat, where I will pause and re-watch things because I'm like, are they making the reference I think they're making, or am I missing? There, it seems like there was a beat where I'm clearly missing something that happened here. Yeah, and then I find it. I'm like, oh, I can't believe they did that. Or worst worst case was I was watching Naked Gun with somebody, and I saw something. I was like, that's really clever, and they didn't even notice or react. And I was like, oh, I'm gonna lose it. <laughs> uh, good shit. Anyway. Yeah, what do you want to... How, how do you want to do this? I think you should do odds. All right. 
We're gonna get a, we're gonna blow through a couple of the the things that I threw in here, and then we'll we'll be into the PlayStation Showcase. Uh, NetEase has formed another new development studio, naming it Bad Brain Game Studios. Love the name. Hey, we've we've said that. Uh, the company will be based out of offices in Toronto and Montreal, although will also support hybrid working for its team. Bad Brain is working on an, quote, ambitious new franchise, end quote, starting with a story-driven open-world action-adventure game. The title will be inspired by cult 1980s films and built in Unreal Engine 5. The team will be led by Sean Crooks, formerly lead producer at Ubisoft Toronto, with credits on Driver San Francisco and the Watchdogs. Everybody series. remembers Driver San Francisco, right? I do. I do remember Driver San I mean, Francisco. I, re- I remember it, but I did not play it. Uh, I don't think I did either. Uh, so the what do you think they mean by cult nineteen eighties films? Because uh... that's a wide. I feel like that's a fucking wide range of movies that could they could be talking about. I I hear that and I think Black Dynamite. Interesting. I'm not sure the Does, timeline. Did you get what I mean? It's like yeah. the same thing that they thrive their stuff on mm-hmm. is those those cult action movies of the time and like doing the over the top ridiculousness and all these weird cuts and everything like that. I'm trying to see what's actually in the 80s. Okay, yeah. Uh, oh, wow. Okay. What, what I'm getting annoyed with is everybody just putting their Steam tags for their game in their descriptions. We got to stop that. Well, you know, you got to hit... Story-driven, open-world action you, adventure. You got to hit the algorithm, t- bro. Whatever other tags you're going to put in. <laughs> just stop it. You got to hit the algorithm. At least use the words like narrative-driven. Not literally the Steam tag. Click Number big. two, Matt and I's favorite rating system. Peggy, 18. Peggy <laughs> has fined Activision Blizzard and PlayOn for not disclosing the presence of loot boxes in two games during the ratings process. Activision Blizzard neglected to mention the loot boxes in Diablo Immortal when it submitted the mobile game for a rating, while PlayOn did the same with limited Bounty Hunter edition of Hunt Showdown. Get fucked. You gotta stop lying. Yeah. Proud of you, Peggy. Keep up the good work. Peggy, 18. Uh, one of the largest shareholders of uh, Enid. I don't know how to say that. En, en, enid? 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 Enid. Enid. We're going to Enid. The Nads. Get him in the Enid. Enids. Twist his Enid. <laughs> Grab his Enids and twist it. Uh... Give me all the that twist. <laughs> uh, one of the largest shareholders of Enad Global 7 has requested that its board seek a sale of the entire firm. The announcement was made via a letter saying that the move came after analyzing the gaming group's properties, operations, and business strategies. Quote, despite being a leading gaming company with a diverse portfolio of high-quality assets, EG7 is among the cheapest publicly traded gaming stocks in the world, end quote. Founded in 2013, EG7 develops, markets, and distributes games across PC, console, and mobile. Its IPs include EverQuest 1 and 2, Planetside 2, DC Universe, 
and the Lord of the Rings Online. I also, I thought this was interesting because I was, initially I was like, who the fuck is this company? And then I read the article and I was like, this that's hilarious because I've never heard of them, but I know all those games. Right. And it's like, I agree with you, Mr. Shareholder. <laughs> you, no one fucking knows who you are. I wonder. I was gonna say, I wonder if they rebranded, but they were founded in 2013. So yeah, yeah. They, I'm assuming they. There probably was a bunch of companies that. But just even kind of even from all that time, if you had ever asked me who made EverQuest, I could have never. I, I yeah. couldn't tell you. I still can't tell you. Yep. Yep. Interesting. And now it is a good time, you know, with all the Lord of the Rings hubbub and shit. So. So, speaking of Lord of the Rings, oh yeah, look at that. Number four, Embracer Group revealed in its financial results that a strategic partnership it had been close to securing had unexpectedly been scrapped, leading to the firm lower it. Leading to the firm, leading the. You fucking Ron Burgundy, <laughs> me. Uh, leading the firm to lower its earnings forecast. CEO Lars Vingafers. <laughs> We I, got one back. I, I 100% butchered that man's name, but I love it if it's that. <laughs> Told investors that following a verbal commitment from the partner firm in October 2022, all documents had been finalized and the announcement was ready to go ahead of Embracer releasing its full year earnings. Embracer asked the partner to confirm it could go ahead with the execution of the announcement, but late into the night before the company, quote, received a negative outcome from the counterparty, unquote, According to Vingafers, something he said was, quote, unexpected to the management and board of directors of Embracer, end quote. When asked why the deal fell through, the CEO said he believes it was due to, quote, other decisions impacting the partner, rather, than the agreement itself and our work in this, end quote. The deal would have included more than $2 billion in contracted development revenues over the course of six years. So they were uh, set up to make bank again. Yep. And it fell through. Right. And their stock prices uh, dropped by like 40%. I think it was 40% once they found out it fell through. Yeah. It was insane. It was wild. It sucks. Maybe. I mean, hey, it can still come back, I guess, right? Yeah. I wonder if like, I. it's weird with publicly traded companies. Do you think they're obligated to release that information? Or could he have just not said anything? You know what I mean? Like, it's... Um, he probably could have not said anything, but then they would have been screwed in the earning, like, because that would have left the earning. If he doesn't say anything and they don't have a reason to pivot their earnings number. Oh, yeah, that's true. That was the catalyst was that the, was, that yeah, was the lower. Yeah, like, hey, we lowered our earnings number and everybody's like, well, why? And you're like, well, we had a giant deal fall through. And they're like, oh, OK, well, then we're going to plummet this stock. All right, that leads us into the PlayStation Showcase Roundup. Um, so I got all the games here. I got them in chronological order as they appear in the showcase. I have them marked uh, with a CG or a GP if they are a CG trailer a, or a gameplay trailer or both. I also have them with a release date. And then in what platforms they are going to be released on. You 
I will tell you right now, just you having done this have done more than the showcase did. And then, and then also I did throw some links in there in case we want like some reminder of what these games are because yeah, true. I've, I had the, uh, I had the benefit. I did this today, so I have the benefit of. I essentially rewatched the showcase because I put it up, doubled the speed, and then like you know skipped through as I needed. Um. So how do you want to attack this? I want to attack it uh, one at a time. All right, top to bottom. Starting at the top, we have a game called. Fair Games, all one word, stylized with a dollar sign as the S at the end. And this one is by Haven Studios. Holy shit, they have a game. They have a game. This is the Jade Raymond Studio. Uh, and it was a 100% CG trailer. Had no release date. And it's for PS5 and PC. And apparently they deal with this game. Is uh, it is a heist multiplayer? Yeah, it had PvP heist game. It had Cyberpunk's Watchdogs vibes mixed with Payday vibes. You're gonna hate this when I when I say it. You're gonna hate this game when I say it. This is a hundred percent an Ubisoft game. No, I I don't hate that. I watched that and I went, "Oh, Ubisoft's making yep. a new Watchdog." Even down to the fucking name, the stylized. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, the whole thing. I was mm-hmm. like, which makes a hundred percent sense because Jade Raymond and most of the management at Haven is from Google. But prior to Google, yep, <laughs> they were at Ubisoft. So, so if you want to watch what Ubisoft's been planning for the last six years, here you go. Yep. Um, they're they're looks like they're leaning into the whole eat the rich mentality which is always ironic for a multi-billion dollar yeah exactly uh but either way that this is one of the ones i was intrigued by just because it is haven it's the first time we're seeing anything it's a new game and it had enough of it where i was like this one i'm intrigued when we actually get to see gameplay which immediately might shut me off but i'm i'm in enough to see that you know what i mean like yeah I'm this one I stamped. There's a few here that I stamped this way. This one I stamped with objective curiosity. Yeah. So this, if where we're it's going, just like, I'm interested to see where they're going with this, but I doubt I will like it or play it. So I'm going to go Texas Hold'em style. Okay. I'm calling on the blinds so we can see the flop. There you go. I get that reference. Surprisingly. I don't know why. Wait, no flop. Flop, flop, turn river. You know, what? I don't know, but I know that what you're saying essentially is, I'm in just enough to see what happens next. Yeah, I need to see the first three cards. Yeah, and that's where I'm just like, just show me what it is, and we'll see. I might fold immediately at that point, but I got to see it. Um, I'm gonna say right off the bat, and the reason why I, you you probably know if you if you've listened to us enough. And you know enough about the video game industry. You probably realized right away uh, about the information I included with each game that there. I'm I'm clearly pointing out. I wanted to point out trends. Is the trend that you only had to use the word the initials GP like six times? Maybe the trend is that <laughs> there is there is a lot of CG. There's a lot of CG in that. Uh, there's not a whole lot of dates, and 
there's not a lot of PS5 exclusives. But we'll you'll notice that as we go through or we'll flop, discuss it. I was right. Flop turn river. Flop turn river. I had to make sure I had them right in order. That's gonna bug that's me fair. if I didn't. Um so anyways, that's yeah. how I'm gonna reference the rest of this. That's fine. <laughs> uh fair games, Ubisoft games, so you know your typical bright lights, uh bright bright colors. <laughs> I, like the, I like that that's just what we've come to associate them with. It's just bright colors. It's just and, bright color palette. Bright color know. palette, you know, like you you know you know it's, I I need to see gameplay I literally need to see gameplay because without it the trailer was like okay cool cool mm-hmm. trailer but show me something else yep no release date obviously nope. I think I said that okay um next up was Hell Divers two uh this is from Arrowhead it was um it was CG and gameplay minimal minimal gameplay so that was the other thing this is i had a hard time with the labeling of gameplay on this because there was clearly some things that were never did you see there was only one game i can think of off the top of my head well i'll call them as we go as well that had straight gameplay in it where i was like that's clearly gameplay and there was there's one i can think of off the top of my head mm -hmm. no there's two um that 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 never might go up as i keep remembering but the ones that this are there's one, some that are like questionable where it's like that's probable that's gameplay but not like this one was you could it was at least an engine and being played but there was no HUD and that was, was what I remember now I remember now go ahead there was, there was no HUD no other like details in the in it it just looked like it was it was not CG anymore yes so they had a disclaimer at the bottom of the screen. Uh, when there was gameplay that basically said that they had changed the camera angle so that you could better see what was going on because it's 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 uh it's an over the shoulder shooter I think but the way they presented it when they showed the gameplay was not a hundred percent over the shoulder it was like they pulled it back so you could see a yeah. little bit more which is also did we did you did I interrupt you before we even finished. I don't know. Saying the rest um, of Helldivers. <laughs> yeah, what's up? Saying the rest of Helldivers. Yep. Um, comes out in 2023. It's PS5 and PC. And uh, yeah, it's Starship Troopers. It's very Starship Troopers, but it's 100% not Helldivers. No. From what we know of Helldivers 1. Yep. So this is a whole... This, this fucked me up because I watched the... I watched the showcase. I went into work the next day and I go to discuss it with, well, I watched the showcase and I got a text message um, that was like talking about hell divers. And I was like, there was hell divers in the showcase. And then like, so they were like, yeah, the one looked like Starship Troopers. And then I rewatched it. And I was like, that's not hell divers. What the fuck is this? Yeah. Cause I was watching the entire trailer the entire time. And I was like, Okay, I'm intrigued. And then it goes, be a hell diver. And I was like, okay, so they're just, they gave up on the top down. Yep. And when? so now, now I'm intrigued if third person is the way to play. But it, they did also show in the gameplay cuts the same mechanic with somebody laying down in front of you so you didn't just shoot your teammate in the back. Mm hmm. Because I don't know if you remember us playing Helldivers. Oh, yeah, I remember. But it was a shit show. Yep. People dropping turrets, turrets just clapping everybody else. 
it was a friendly fire nightmare. I think we killed each other more than the enemies killed us. Yep. This one I am... I'm curious about... But it's more... I don't know how to describe it now. It's like... A, it's not an objective curiosity. I'm curious because I'm interested. Yes. I have, I have a little bit uh, of skin in the game on this I'm one. still seeing the flop. Mm-hmm. And we're, I'm gonna stick. I'm gonna stick there. Okay. On this one. I'm just here to see the flop because I need to see a price point, a actual gameplay, not two second cuts of it, and that's kind of where I'm at as it, well. It, the PC part is a big sell for me. I like that. Same. So I'm I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued as well. But and if I, the price point is too high. Here's the thing, though. If the price point is full game price point, but they're fleshing it out to be a full game, cool. But what does that mean for Helldivers? I don't know, but this is not what we know of as Helldivers. So, like, I'm, it's kind of like a... Helldivers, what we knew was free. Yeah, so this is kind of like $20, a, I think, was the price. They kind of opened up the the landscape a little bit on this. So, so yeah, I'm like, it'll, be, right. it'll be intriguing. Uh, next up was uh, Immortals of Avium. From Ascendant Studios, it was uh, CG and gameplay, which this one actually had what looked like more, like, had legit gameplay without the HUD. Um, that has a July 20th release date, and it's PS5, PC, and Xbox. This was the so, magic one with the... Yes, because this is an EA original. Um, the... There was a few of those. The other thing to notice with this showcase is there's very little PlayStation-only stuff. Yeah. Lots of... I think at least half the games are on Xbox as well. Yeah. And almost... Xbox put out out a tweet after the event ended and said, man, can't wait to see all these games on Xbox. And it was Teardown, Metal Gear, uh, Immortals Avium, well, there, there was like a panel of like 12 or 15 games. All that just got announced and all that are going to be coming to Xbox. And it was like, all right. This game, I was initially intrigued before this showcase. I'm just like, okay. Kind of seems like we might get like some type of RPG out of EA. Mm-hmm. See what it is. It's an original, so it's one of those... EA Originals are in, I believe, in the same vein of like when they get the third party studio and they just play publisher, which is how we got Sea of Solitude and how we got uh, A Way Out, the love story game that I can't think of. It takes two. That type of stuff. Um, and so to see this game come out of it, and I was like, all right, I'm kind of watching the trailer and I'm like looking at some stuff and I'm like, I think I'm going to fold. This one I f- I would fold on. Um, it looks, but I'm I'm folding for me reasons. Yeah, same. It's not an it's not an us game. Yes, it doesn't look bad. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Is actually looks surprisingly put together. Yeah, and especially for a game that is coming out in July. Yeah, looks like it's it like visually looked like it was ready to go. Obviously, <laughs> if you go with the track record so far of big games this year. Oh, God, it might not be ready to go. 
But it still looked fine and everything. It's just immediately upon watching the trailer, I was like, oh, this is not a me. This is not a me game. Yeah, yeah, which was a feeling that stayed consistent through most of the showcase for me. Yep. Again, um, there's like four or five in here where I'm like, I am sticking with this terrible hand and I'm riding it out to the end. Yep. Uh, I just want to add real quick, out of 32 games. It's how many are in the show, this list? Yes. Wow. Okay. Seven are exclusive to Sony, but f- four or five of them are PSVR 2 games. Interesting. So there's only like two or three that are genuine PS5 so, only games. So what happens when you don't have Naughty Dog talk? Yeah. Uh, did you bring that up, by the way, later? No. Okay, we'll talk about it. Um, next on the list is Ghost Runner 2 uh, by One More Level. Uh, that was CG and some rough gameplay. Um, when I say rough gameplay, I mean it's like it, it was gameplay, but it was stylized in some way. They're mo- not, there was no HUD shown or any actual true raw gameplay. If if I say gameplay in here, just assume it means like it's it was in engine. In engine was shown, but it either it was like a weird camera angle or whatever. Um, twenty twenty three. Nothing more specific, and it was PS five, PC, and another Xbox. I'm I'm gonna raise on this one. I'm ready to I'm ready to keep playing this hand. Okay. I'm not just now. Now I'm not just calling. I'm not just sticking around. I'm up in it because I liked what I saw, and I liked Ghost Runner one. I think surprisingly, our opinions are fairly similar to the to what I saw online. Now, like assuming echo chambers and algorithms and all that is is. I, I'm like every other person, so I well, we build the algorithm. Whatever I say, yeah, will show up in your feed. So yeah, yeah. Uh, but so far, we we from what I've seen, we our opinions are consistent with what I've seen online. And Ghost Runners Two was one of the more popular. Like yeah, this Ghost is, Runner One was a secret popular game. Yeah, decent cult following for it. And when they announced two, and then showing that, and like all the play, I was like. Yep, sign me up. This looks like it's going to be fun. Mm-hmm. So, I am in. I'm not all in, but I'm in. Hmm. Um, Phantom Blade Zero from a studio called S Game. Uh, that was CG and what I th- I'm pretty sure there was gameplay and like in engine uh, gameplay shown. Um. It had no release date whatsoever, no release information, and that was a PS5 and PC game. Um, apparently, this there's other Phantom Blade games that I haven't heard of them, but I guess there are other Phantom Phantom Blade games, and this is some sort of like prequel. Um, it's hitting that fad right now of the Souls games plus the Samurai fad. So, I don't know if you know the one I'm talking about. I'm I'm doing my best to just flip through for something really quick. Yeah. It look it looked good. I mean, it's not something I'd probably play just because yes. like Yes, okay. This game. Yeah. I 
I, I had to find the one where it had the like YouTube links and just so I could see the thumbnail. Yep. Uh, I think this is a uh, Beijing studio or something. Maybe. So the the quick thought I had was definitely taking into the samurai vibe and everything like that. But the combat and everything looked so fucking fluid and fast. And mm-hmm. I was like, I'm really confused how the combat works. Yeah. Yeah, I actually, I get what you're saying there. Because it, it, it happens. Was so, it was so fast and smooth that, like, button mashing doesn't seem like it's the way. That's why that was the whole, like, I put gameplay with a question mark next to it. Because I was like, what's going on here? Yeah, Something's like, weird here. Because it seems like, okay, maybe it is gameplay but is it gameplay where you're button mashing each of your sword slices is an attack or is it one where you parry and then you do a sequence or so i'm like i don't it's clearly an engine in play but there's no hud so i don't know how anything is happening i'm like all right we'll have to see it it looked interesting i'm i'm it i'm probably out uh because it's not our type of game mm-hmm. but i'm i'm very intrigued to see what this comes out as same i'm i'm kind of wondering if it's going to be another one of those um because it's it seemed faster sekiro yes it did like not not i don't know about any of the souls like aspects because there were no big bosses and no like you know death penalty or whatever but it was that samurai quick fighting but then this was what if we gave that cocaine Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I don't know what that means. And they're like, well, watch this trailer. I think this one is a Chinese studio. And we've had an influx of Chinese games like we, from Chinese studios. And they've all looked... We haven't, not all we've had an influx of trailers. Yes. Wukong's still not out yet. Yeah. So that was what I was going to say was I was... They all look amazing. And I'm just kind of curious if they're going to all end up... They all seem to be following the same trend where like... You see a couple trailers and they go viral and it's all like, wow, this game looks amazing. And then nothing happens. Nothing comes of True. it. True. You're right. Um, next up was Sword of the Sea from Giant Squid. Uh, it was uh, CG and what I'm assuming is gameplay based on what it is and who the art director is and everything. No, no release date, PS5 and PC. This was the Journey game. Yes. So... My question to you. Are you in? No, because it looks like Journey. Like, Right, but you love Journey. I love Journey, but I... Now, he, my question has always been this. And I might have asked it before, but I'm going to ask it again. Do you love Journey, or do you love the experience you had in the one-time shot of Journey? In that like moment in a vacuum. Is that yeah. the thing? Yeah, I think... I think the experience of Journey at the is time, great. Then I would guess now as well. As long like if you never played if, the if game, if you weren't me and you weren't just depressed, like stubborn with everything. <laughs> yes, yes. If you were just in uh, whatever, and because you're like, guess, oh, get Journey free, I or guess, oh, Journey ten bucks. I guess the difference for me would be because it's the same person, it's the same art director, I believe. It is was Abzu. Yes, and Abzu for me was Journey. Yes, because I hadn't heard. 9,000 fucking years yeah. of it first and then I played it and I was like this is just really pretty and I want to exist here for a while yeah yeah so exactly 
So but if, I got I had the the So the I played genu- Journey. You got the genuine find of that in Journey. I I did Journey, but I skipped every I didn't do Abzu. And you didn't do um Flower. Flower. I was say the other the the actual sequel. <clears> and I didn't I'm not gonna do Sword of the Sea because they're all the same fucking thing. So like if you do one, you got them all covered. And Sword of the Sea is even more so than Abzu or Flower or yeah. whatever other ones they are because it it looks it's literally it looks ex- I can't I can't say it enough like I thought it was Journey too yeah I was I like is this Journey too and then it was until, like Sword of the Sea and I was like until they put the whales from Abzu in the sky and I was like well now I'm confused yeah exactly it's like <laughs> so <laughs> we just put them all together I'm sure it'll be nice and I'm sure it'll be good if it's cheap. And you haven't played Journey or the, any of the other oh, games, yeah. by all means. But I mean, the art will be good and everything else. Yeah. it'll just it'll be right there. But it's just like, yeah, I, yeah, I watched yeah. it. I was like, and maybe I'm maybe I don't know. Maybe some of these games do hit you in different ways. But I have the distinct feeling that all these games hit you in the exact same way and hit you, make you feel the exact same thing. Yeah, probably. And if they were like really good at achieving that emotion, yeah, if they were different emotions or different stories or different you know feelings that'd be something different but i based on the music based on um art the art and like the whole ambiance the trailer had it a hundred percent was replicating journey yep i agree so yeah that's i'm a hard hard pass for me on that one i'm sure it'll be good but it's just I'm a tough customer. Fucking hell, yeah. <laughs> You're not wrong about that. <laughs> um, you won difficult. <laughs> anything, anything on Sword of the Sea? Nope. Okay. Uh, next up was the Talos Principle 2 from Crow Team. It was a CG trailer. It had a 2023 release day, or, or release year, I guess, which, whatever. And then PS5, PC, and Xbox. Not much to say on this one, other than it was like a... So here's here's what I'll say on it. I didn't realize it existed. Okay. Watched the entire showcase, didn't realize it. Mm-hmm. Saw that this was like on on these lists, so I was like, don't fucking remember that happening. Yep. Uh, and what I will say is I've never played Talos Principle 1. Talos Principle has been on Steam sales for the last 10 years. On the front page, every fucking time, summer, winter, Rosh Hashanah, all the Steam sales that exist... Every time Talos Principle is on there, and I have avoided it still to this day to play it. I know that it exists for the exact same reason. I literally know nothing else about it. And it's one of the few games on a Steam sale Matt hasn't convinced me to buy. Ha. Huh. Get that? That's a callback joke to... Oh, God, that's 10 years ago. Yeah, it's a long time ago. Oh, Longer God. than that, maybe. No, no, it's about 10 years ago. Um. Oh, I don't like that I did that. <laughs> I shouldn't do math anymore. <laughs> I mean the C- the CG trailer like got me, but I pretty sure like I I liked it because you know it had it hit all the the cool things like oh post apocalyptic like destroyed society with with robots walking around and yeah yeah I name, was like oh I like that but name a better Fallout vibe yeah <laughs> so but will I play it or probably not because I. Don't know what it is, but we'll see more at some point, I'm sure. Um, next up was Neva 
from uh, Nomada Studio. It, it was a CG trailer, had a 2024 release date, and it's PS5, Xbox, and Switch. It's from the uh, developer that did Grease. Yes. Uh, which I didn't play. Um, but also, even watching this one, I was like, yep, not me. Same. Which is kind of the problem with this whole showcase. Yeah, there's there's going to be a lot of that. But when I, when I say not me for this one, like, I didn't even... I don't have a redeeming... Like, it, it looked fine, but it's just like... Mm-hmm. I don't have a reason why it's not me. But I don't have any reason why it would even be close to something I'd be interested in. Yeah, yeah. We're, we'll probably get into... We'll get into... Once we talk about all the games, we'll get into probably final thoughts on the whole showcase because that's kind of like yeah yeah the whole thing the whole showcase could be summed up if we didn't want to go if i didn't specifically request matt to do this in chronological order so we could go through every single game the entire showcase could be summed up right now as we're out on everything but like spider-man and destiny and like whatever yeah assassin's creed was there cool it's the the same trailer we've already seen the Wee. thing that's frustrating about this showcase is that it's a all, all the yes, that's exactly <laughs> it. All the games look like they're good, like they all look like they ran good. They look like they're like you know, their games are on are the showcase on its own would be fine if it was presented in a way that this showcase warranted. Like I think we all everyone was on the same page that when we were going into the showcase, we were expecting like heavy hitters. Or some heavy hitters. So I think you and I might have been the two correct pessimists in the media industry that we we don't exist in. Mm-hmm. Where everybody's like, oh, they're doing a showcase. So it's going to clearly be this, 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 and this. And I'm like, none of those things are going to get shown. It's going to be everything you already know. And then it's going to be a bunch of random things. Because there's no way that they actually will do, will pull out the guns. Yeah. And then they didn't, and everybody's like, "Man, it's really disappointing." And I'm like, it's, it's "Well, the other much, issue too it's is disappointing, but it's what I expected." The other issue too, though, is like there was a few cases where Jim Ryan hyped up the um, the showcase, which is what he's supposed to do. But like, if like if they would have taken a different tact, or if they would have said, if we knew that this was happening, but then they were also like, "We have a second showcase planned on this if day," they, if they called it a state of play. And then said, tune into the showcase happening on June whatever. Yes. Would have been amazing. People would have been like. You would have gone, this is a great pre-show. I can't wait to see what's going to happen in the showcase. That's exactly my thoughts. When you do a showcase, the words to me showcase mean. You're bringing your fucking A game. We're going to get 2016 God of War-esque moments Mm -hmm. where you're actually getting a person sitting down and playing like a six minute cut of a game or more and like there's a finished game in front of you with a hud and they're moving through it and they they're you're seeing ability you're like actually playing the game not two second cuts of everything and then a bunch of cg and be and then the destiny one which we'll get to eventually was a fucking trailer to announce a showcase for more destiny <laughs> what the fuck all right so next up was cat quest Hell yes. Um, Let's go. The, by the Gentle Bros. It was gameplay 2024, and it's literally on everything. Everything. But did you say what the subtitle is? I did not. Come on. 
I remember it being interesting, but I can't. I didn't write it down. Pirates of the Caribbean. Oh yeah, that's right. Pirates of the Caribbean. Um, this is one of the games that was like they were all pirates. That was obviously like okay, that's that's how this game's gonna play. Yeah, it's Cat Quest. Yep. Oh, and your pirates. Yep. Sign me up. I don't know why we're still here. I'm in. And when I say everything, it's on it's on mobile as well, iOS, Android, everything. Yeah, I'm gonna everything. On, I'm gonna play it on my phone. Um. Well, so, I'm taking a shit. <laughs> <laughs> you probably will. So there you go. Cat Quest good. Next up. Yeah. Nate's favorite. No, it's not. It's Foam not Stars. Wasn't the worst one at the showcase, but oh boy. Foam Stars by Square Enix. And this was uh, CG and some gameplay, I think. Some in-engine stuff. No release date. And it's good. PS5 and PS4. Mistake. And this is one of those games where it's like, this is going to die in two weeks. So, what game is it actually? Uh, it's Splatoon, Good essentially. Job. Good job. It's like a hero shooter Splatoon. Yes. All of that to say, the CG mm-hmm. in the beginning that they lead into it with, I was like, okay. Hero shooter. Interesting. Oh, they have like foam mechanics, like put a, a screen or whatever. Okay, that's fine. And then the moment they went to gameplay, I went, "Oh God, no! Oh no! 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 Why does this look like shit? Why are you playing Splatoon? What the fuck is happening right now?" And I immediately was out. Yeah, I folded. I'm. This I'm, is one of those I'm, games. I'm getting up from the table, getting everybody the two deuces, and I'm out. This is one of those games where I don't understand how it, how it made it to production. This was one of those ideas that the only way that I could understand why Square is putting this out is if it costs very little to develop, very little resources to develop, and they're but Square sold all their other stuff. I know that's that's the, that's the part. Yeah. Obviously, that I'm I'm trying to make excuses for them when there there's no excuse. They, I mean, this might be the last IP they had. They just didn't have anything else except for the other one that we're going to talk about in like three. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's the thing. Um, after that was the Plucky Squire uh, by All Possible Futures. That was another one that was just straight gameplay. Uh, twenty twenty three PS5, Xbox, Switch, and PC. So we've seen Plucky Squire before. Mm-hmm. It was announced, I believe, last year. Yeah, saw the trailer then. There's a couple like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. this was this was a, an extended trailer of that. And I will say this. I'm still interested. I was I was weirdly kind of finding myself being like, I could kind of vibe with this. Yeah, it kind of gave me... Um, so it would, reminded would... me of the feelings I had when I played Fez. Sure, yes, I get that. Uh, I think people that played Tunic, even though that's mm-hmm. more of a, like a Legend of Zelda, old school Legend of Zelda, uh, would also kind of get that vibe. It's just going to be a casual mm-hmm. vibe, chill game with like some Paper Mario vibes. Mm-hmm. It so, has some interesting, like, uh, jump I, off of the page, walk yeah. around. Now, you're interesting mechanic there where it kind of you get a fresh perspective take on changes. Them. And so, yeah, I, I found myself being like, you know what? If, if, if this lands correctly, price wise and service wise and yada yada, I, I might give it a go. What'll be interesting is if it's on Game Pass. Yep. Wait to. Wait for two more Sundays from now when we get the Xbox Showcase and that Game Pass reel is 
30 something games long. <laughs> yeah. Um, after the Plucky Squire was Teardown from Tuxedo Labs. Also, I've seen this before. Gameplay 2023 is coming out on PS5, Xbox, and uh, it's already available on PC. I believe it's technically pre release. Uh, like early PC. access. Yeah. yeah. Um, because Teardown is something I'm in, in, interested in. The only problem I have with Teardown is the price needs to be correct. And which is, I, we should stop saying that because that, these, that's true for so many games. The price needs to be correct. Because if it's not, not $70, then what are you going to do? But the part that concerns me with Teardown, I don't know if this is true or not, but it's just like the, from the outsider looking at it, worry that I have is that it would run into a human fall flat situation. Where once you get through the X amount of levels they give you, mm-hmm. I don't know if there's enough there for me to keep going. Yeah. The physics look amazing, and all the different ways you can solve the problems look pretty cool, but I'm not a great replayability candidate. No. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's a weird one. But in, if it's priced in, correctly, I would 100% give it a go for, for that time, because yeah. Human Fall Flat, 100%, I'm buying that. It's a great time. Yeah, Human Fall Flat was great. There's a shit ton of levels. In Human now Fall there Flat. are. Before there weren't. Yes. So, again, if Teardown has that same path where eventually they have 30 maps, I'm like, yeah, sign me up. Let's go. Mm. But Human Fall Flat was 20 bucks with six maps. Yeah. And it was still a great time for that time for that amount of money plus content. It was an amazing time. Yeah, I w- it was enjoyable. I played it twice. And we played some of the winter, the Halloween stuff and whatever too. Mm-hmm. I think at one point we resurrected Frankenstein's monster. There's, um, yeah, we gotta go back to that at some point. Yeah, there's the winter maps. Never did those. Um, after that was, I guess, what you consider one of the bigger ones, uh, Metal Gear Solid Three Snake Eater remake. Uh, obviously from Konami. There was a CG trailer. It was a cool CG trailer, actually. Uh, no release date. PS5, Xbox, and PC. I think I'm out on the idea that it was a cool CG trailer. It was cool. I like the ambiance of it. I like the ambiance. I I liked the like the message. Like yes. The, the pathway to get there was pretty cool. Yeah. But then I was still like hoping for like the next thing like that to actually lead into more than just a splash screen announcement, and that to lead into like, hey, here's another quick slice cut of like the game running in a remastered state type of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, or re- remade state. Uh, be at the Xbox couple showcase. things that are uh, that are interesting. Yes, obviously we know Kojima's not working on it because he well doesn't work Konami anymore. Deal, thanks to well years ago. Uh, two, I don't think we know what dev team is working on it. I haven't specifically seen. because I'm pretty sure they put out a statement that said, "Hey, have that just was like, hey, happy to." Happy that we're remastering it, and we hope to do it good by everybody. Um, and it was signed to the development team. And I'm pretty sure Keeley tw- tweeted at them, so who's the development team? And then they just nobody answered. So they're hiding who's developing it, which is... Probably because no one's developing it. Which is potentially scary. Uh, and then it's three. I don't, I'm not a Metal Gear person, so I'm not the person to ask about this, but is that the one you start with? No. No, no, like I mean, like, oh, you like, start, like you start with the number one, but like if you're, a, if you're a fan base, would you want one done first? 
I that was the other part at the end of that though was that I think they're doing there's the collection yeah but that's is, not remakes it's remasters right right and then there was a so rumor you... that and then Konami hinted that they're they're doing a four yeah so it's just like they're poor messaging all around yeah I don't know I don't know enough about Metal Gear to know like that either if that's like. If I, if doing three is a good thing or it doesn't make sense, right? Yeah, because like if you're gonna remake, um, you would think you'd start at one. Like when you do Resident Evil, yeah, you do one. But who knows? When you remake Minecraft, you do Minecraft one. Also interesting that it's coming out on Xbox. Yeah, I was just like, okay, yeah. It's kind of funny because, like, the showcase was more of a win for Xbox than anything else. Like, yeah, and uh, with an, and with enough time to with like enough time being to the Xbox thing where they can go, oh, they did a lot of this. We can now shorten this to ten seconds and go, bing, and then now spend more time doing something else. It was kind of like a. I feel like it was almost like an Xbox like flex to be like. That was all good stuff, but it we didn't have, warrant being in our showcase. We have all that, too. Yeah. But we got this. Uh, next up was Tower of Agahasba. Uh, by Dreamlit. It was uh, CG and gameplay coming out summer 2024. PS5 and PC. I I don't remember this one. I got nothing on this one. It was the action-adventure builder game set in a unique fantasy world. Players are challenged to rebuild their civilization and ecosystem, ma- maintaining a balance between the two. Uh, so you were, like, placing buildings down and whatever. It almost looked kind of building, like, like full buildings instead of just, like, brick by brick. Like, you're doing whole things, like, city building and whatever. I don't remember this. I remember this one. And I was not interested. Okay. Maybe I just shut it out. It was too painful for me. Um, <laughs> no, no city building. No, I can't go back. <laughs> After that was Final Fantasy 16 from Square Enix. It was a CG trailer, June 22nd. PS5. Was there gameplay in there too? I don't remember. Um, I think that was just CG. I think it was all CG. It looked pretty. Oh, yeah. I mean, obviously sure. it would. It's coming out soon, That's kind of like... That's kind of their thing is to look pretty. Um, but this is this was one of the only ones that was uh, exclusive to it, PS5. It was very funny to watch it, and I was like, man, that looks really pretty. And I have then, no fucking clue what's going on, and I'm not going to play it. Yeah, I was like, I have no idea what's going on. It sounds like a bunch of gods and demons fighting. Which that sounds cool. I have absolutely no interest otherwise, though, because here's another problem that will rear its head again later. I'm like, man, all this this moment to moment stuff looks pretty cool, and I know that the in between is going to be so JRPG that I will not be able to handle it. <laughs> yep. Oh, Final Fantasy, you fuck. Um, after Final Fantasy it was Alan Wake two from Remedy. It was CG and some in-engine stuff. Uh, October 17th, this one's coming out. And it's PS5, Xbox, and PC. 
Alan Wake 2. Look good if you're an Alan Wake fan. I'm all in. He's all in on Alan Wake? I mean, I'm all in is probably too far, but like, I liked Alan Wake 1. Yeah. Didn't play American Nightmare. Liked Control. That's what I was going to say. Still Remedy, and this one looks good, and I'm like, yeah, I'm in. That's what I was going to say, is Remedy seems to be hot lately, so... And this looks streets. Yeah. This one did look good. It did look good. And it looks like they're going to do a multiple storyline, like multiple perspective. And yep. So that yeah. one will be, yeah, that'll be interesting. I, I never played the first Alan Wake, so I will probably not do this one, but I'm sure I'll it's see a it. Game. Yeah, that too. I'll, um, I'm sure I'll hear and see enough of it to, 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 uh, to get a good feel for it. Um, next up, everyone's favorite, Assassin's Creed Mirage from Ubisoft. It was a uh, CG and in-engine trailer. October twelfth, PC, Xbox, and PS. All of that makes sense. Uh, quick couple things. Game looked great. I expect it to. It's, yeah. Assassin's Creed should look good. It's a stripped-down um, version of Assassin's Creed. Uh, in quotes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's it's a throwback to the original Assassin's right. Creed. And the other part of this is they showed some new fighting style. That mm-hmm. was good. Also, whatever frame rate the trailer was running at, the game 110% needs to run at that frame rate because it was so much smoother than any Assassin's Creed recently. <laughs> I, I'm glad I wasn't the only person to notice that. <laughs> And I was like, like, I don't think Assassin's Creed normally plays like this. I'm watching it. I'm like, this is unbelievably smooth. Mm-hmm. What fucking frame rate did they? My first thought was I was watching it and I was like, has it been a long time since I played an Assassin's Creed game? Because this is giving me that itch. And then I was like watching it a little, you know, watching, watching, watching. I'm like, this is, it does not normally play like this. Yeah, no, it was way too smooth. But like in a good way. Like, that, yeah. that's what you should be doing. Yeah, um, I'm skeptically curious because I'm in. I mean, it's an Assassin's Creed game. Which, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get it and play which, it. Which by default means I'm in. <laughs> I don't fucking, I hate it. I hate myself when I do this. But I'm my own worst enemy. <laughs> if it is, if it is genuinely a throwback to, you know, the first couple Assassin's Creed games, but also up to modern standards. I will be pleasantly surprised, Ubisoft. Don't fuck this up. Your bar by existing is a 5 out of 10. Existing. Yes. You need this to be 9.5. Yeah. Yeah, if you, if you, if you nail this one... We'll, we'll stop the takeover a little bit. Yeah, we'll, we'll at least pause and let you... But the takeover partnership of Nate and Matt is coming at any moment. Listen, <laughs> if you if you release this as good and let us enjoy it without immediately trying to shove skull and bones down our throat, no, no, they're not going to do that. They're going to announce Assassin's Creed Infinite in December, two months after this game comes out. I mean, no, the, when you beat Assassin's Creed Mirage, you'll just get the Infinite trailer. It'll, it'll end in a cutscene that is the coming soon is the infinite trailer. Yeah. And then it'll unlock 
the beta for Skull and Bones, which doesn't have a release date on it. God. That'd be even better. They're like, hey, thanks for playing Assassin's Creed Mirage. You have unlocked early beta access for Skull and Bones. And they're like, you oh, son cool, of a when, bitch. When, spike can, on the ground. when can I download it? And they're like, Shh. no, <laughs> you can't. <laughs> uh, we just need to say we have a bunch of people getting beta access. That's all. We need to pump up our numbers. All right. Let's get away from Ubisoft. We got a lot. So. Revenant Hill was up next from the Glory Society. Straight up, absolutely no idea what the fuck was happening in this game. Uh, CG trailer, I believe. Yo, probably gameplay. Um, I don't, I don't remember this one now that I'm reading it again. Uh, no release date. PS5, PC. Oh, okay, yeah, the the one with the cat on the yeah. thumbnail. The cat that walks around. You see in the background, yes. angry mob getting shot. Mm-hmm. The, I thought it was gameplay, and then I. It looked was into it. It was definitely CG in yeah. quotes. Uh, but I'm also betting that that's artistically the gameplay as well. I thought that was the case, which is why I was skeptical. And then when I when I searched a little bit about it, I saw screenshots, and that the gameplay is different looking. It's not. It's, oh, it's okay. So I think that might be like a cutscene thing. Maybe. Either way, I was not. I was. Out. I was out. Yeah, I'm out on that one. Out on the next one too. Which is Grand Blue Fantasy Relink from Psy Games. JRPG. JRP, uh, it's a blue. <laughs> gameplay, 2023, PlayStation to PC. So. Yes. I was intrigued okay. watching this. Mm-hmm. Because the fighting and stuff, if, I, if this is the game I think it was, this was the one that had the fighting of like the giant enemies, almost Dauntless-like, where you're fighting a giant enemy that had one big health bar that when you did enough damage, basically the health bar changed colors until they were, you were either final one type of thing. Okay. If this is the one I'm thinking of, I'm going to hold on. You know what? I'm going to, I'm going to do something I should do before I just run my fucking mouth. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with plush care. Plush care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. 
Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. I don't do this often. Play a video? I mean, it's either that one or Tower of Fantasy. I think the one I'm thinking of is Tower of Fantasy. Tower of Fantasy's out already, so. I'm I'm now checking Tower of Fantasy. Hold on. <laughs> I, I Please to, hold. I need to confirm my my statement before I uh let before I dig my hole any any further. Which one had the guy in the mech? I don't I don't Tower of Fantasy. That was the answer to that question. All right, so we'll um, hold that comment until we get to Tower of Fantasy. I'm gonna hold that comment until I get there. But I will say that Grand Blue did look JRPG and looked uh it did look interesting and like visually looked yeah. good. So I was like mm-hmm. I could see people really liking this. Yeah. I'm not one of them. Yep. <laughs> I generally feel that way about everything in this list. Nothing yeah. looked particularly I, I feel that like way about JRPGs just as a whole. So Yeah. Um, then there was Street Fighter 6 from Capcom, which was a CG trailer. June 2nd, that one's coming out for PlayStation, Xbox, and PC. I am so in. He's in on Street Fighter 6, all right. You want to know what's weird about that statement, though? Yes. I'm so fucking not in. Okay. I'm confused. I am so in because this game looks awesome. Okay. It's Street Fighter. It's Street Fighter 6. Guile's on the fucking deck of an... Aircraft carrier again, it's just America all yeah. over the place. It's tropey. It's it looks like it is going to be such a good Street Fighter for people. I'm hoping that all the like the you know the actual fighter community really likes it because I want to see it get played by people that don't have four feet. Yeah, and they're not named Dalsim. Yeah, but so I'm you're in here. on it being a thing. I'm in. I'm in here as like this game should be really good, and I would love to get it just to like play through the story where I'm like, I'm just going to punch the AI and have some fun. And like, we look at me in my corner of joy. Yeah. And I would never step foot against another person ever. Yeah. Cause I'm not getting my ass beat 24 seven. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, you know, but it looks awesome. I hope it's good for everyone else, but it's not for me. I'm, I just hope it's really good. Cause I want to watch people play it. I will just open up Twitch streams just put them on mute and just have them as like my side monitor of watching people play Street Fighter. Because it's the same thing when Dragon Ball Fighters came out that was done in the same art style as the show. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, this is great. Well, when we'll Injustice know, was around, it was great. We'll know by next, this time next week because that's Evo when happens, it comes out. I'm in. All right. I'm always there. I'm always watching. Watching everything. He's watching you. Private. Eye. Watching you. Private. You don't know that song? No. Do you not remember the. Uh... Oh, God. What insurance company was that? Geico, maybe, without the gecko, because it was the dollar bills with, like, the eyes. If if the gecko wasn't involved, I shut it off from my memory. Watching you. I don't, I don't know how you don't know the song. Um, it's gonna be stuck in my head now. 
Anyway, let's move on. Uh, next up was Ultros by Hadakyu. Um, It had some gameplay. 2024. PS5 and PC. I'm intrigued. This one had the crazy art style, I believe, yes, right? Yes, it did. Mm. And you want to know why I'm very intrigued? Tell me. Because it's the creative visionary behind Hotline Miami. Ah, okay. Very good two games. So, and they're never making a third one. So, I'll, I will take this and we'll see what it does. All right. Um, after that was Tower of Fantasy from Hoda Studios, which was CG and gameplay. Uh, it's coming out this summer on PS5. It's already out on PC and mobile, and it's free to play. So I might have to give it a shot, because it looked Dauntless-esque with the giant enemy, mm. multi-level health bars, and just combat happening all the time. Some dude was in a mech, mm. and he started shooting, and then he flew above, and he shoot down. And I go, ooh, yay, big color, yay, number. <laughs> big number suit. But if there's too much, if it's too much Dauntless, where it's like, you're just kind of killing the same two bosses over and over. And I'm like, yeah, I don't care anymore. So I, I might have to look a little bit further into this one. But I was intrigued. All right. That one's going on the research list. Yep. And the downside is that it's probably too much to JRPG. And I lose my mind. That's strong possibility. Yep. Um, following that was Dragon's Dogma 2 from Capcom. It was a CG and in-engine trailer. Uh, no, sh- no release date. PS5, Xbox, and PC. Did you ever play the first one? I did not. Neither did I. I'm kind of meh on this. Yeah, I'd, I'm not, like everything else on this list, I'm not in particularly interested. Um, Five Nights at Freddy's. Help. It didn't, it didn't rustle my jimmies. You know it, I mean? it didn't. It didn't give me the fizz. Ooh, that's a good <laughs> one. Um. <laughs> give me fizz. But speaking of getting the fizz, you know what I drove by on the way here? The fizz? A black with white striped Dodge Viper. Like double racing down the middle stripe? Yes. Not the new, the the Dodge Viper GTS. The bubbly one. Oh. That, that's one I like. Not yeah. the first gen one. Oh, okay. The second gen one, the first gen coupe. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah. That was like, had the curves. Yeah, yeah. We like curves. Yeah, it was nice. Oh, it was nice. Um. <laughs> anyways, Five Nights at Freddy's Help Wanted 2 from Steel Wool Games. CG trailer, very short. Coming out in 2023, and it's PSVR 2. We're into the PSVR 2 um, games. Yeah. I don't care. Same, same. Uh, Resident Evil 4 Remake VR Mode trailer from Capcom, which was CG and gameplay. Uh, no release date, and it's obviously VR 2. Looked good. It did look good. That's the one That's the one. That caveat they, to the PSVR games, as they all look too good. You want to know what the part that really pissed me off about that one, though? What's that? What did they end the trailer with? Um, I don't recall. The words in development. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No one knows what that means. That means that they had literally not even a timetable for you. Yeah, PSVR 2 is interesting beast. Um, after that was Arizona Sunshine 2 from Vertigo Games. It was a CG trailer, 2023. I'm Another. really confused as to what this will be. 
Uh, it's just a zombie. Yeah, just, okay, cool. You kill zombies, but like with all the stuff that they were doing with the amount of like physics and like playfulness with the zombies, it didn't seem like there was much movement through the world and that you just kind of existed instead. To me, it looks like uh, it's going to be in the same vein as like a Boneworks or, um, you know, like a sandbox zombie. You know, yeah. Here's a bunch of things. Figure out ways have to have fun with it. Yeah, have fun. Yeah. Um, after that was Crossfire Sierra Squad for PlayStation VR. Um, from Smilegate. Uh, CG. And I think there was some gameplay in there. There was. And then uh, no release date. No, and I watching this one, I'll say it straight up that Unreal Unreal 5 game ruined this. Because oh, yeah. I, because when I watch this happening in VR now with Crossfire Sierra Squad, I'm like, this doesn't look anywhere near as good as that other game does. And that other game obviously looks like real life. So it's it's kind of a hard yeah. level. It is. I mean... It, but it did look like a VR shooter. That's kind of the issue with VR titles is like they don't look good. Like that game doesn't. It looks like you're 100 percent right it, when you are, when you see something like the Unreal. What the hell was that game called? I, I thought it was jokingly called Unreal. Maybe it was. Maybe it was Unreal because I that was, was the joke. Because it was called Unreal and it was made in Unreal. Um, you look at it and you're like, oh, that doesn't look real, you know, whatever, and then. When you put it in like a VR environment, though, if it even looks like it, if it remotely gives you a, good, if it gives you enough to disconnect. It's over. Yeah, and that's kind of the issue with VR titles is like there's no way to represent that. There's no way to like give anyone that feeling. True. Um, after that was Synapse uh, from End Dreams, which was gameplay that's coming out July fourth. So I got a problem with this one. Yes, because I was in. You're in. I mean, I don't own a VR headset, but, like, I was really intrigued because I liked the idea. Endless loop, you know, get through. Yeah, it kind of had um, super the, hot vibes a little bit. A little bit. The thing I don't know, yes. I'm trying to read the... I want to know if you're on rails. Because if you watch that, the movement of the VR, not just like the objects the person was interacting with, but like of yourself, all of it was unbelievably too smooth for VR. Where when you watch Crossfire, you go, okay, yeah, that's that's VR. But when you watch the gameplay of Synapse, you're like, there's absolutely no fucking way that's VR. It's all just too smooth unless they were putting you on rails and then you're dealing with the objects. Then they can be that smooth. Hmm. Maybe, yeah. I, I I see what you're saying. Um, I don't know. You're kind of that's like another issue with VR too. Mm-hmm. So you kind of got to be upfront about that shit. A little bit. Um, after that, that's the end of the VR titles. Then we're into one I wasn't expecting. This one. Uh, I didn't. I didn't think it would be ready. Next up was Marathon by uh, Bungie. Wait, did you do you jump out of VR at that point? Yep. Beat Saber. Why wasn't that on the list? This is why Beat Saber is coming to PSVR too. So hey, good news. Yep. And then it has Queen. There's a Queen pack. Yep, Queen pack. Having a good time. 
<laughs> Beat Saber is classic. But yeah, was, that was just the last thing. All right, then we're in the marathon from Bungie. It was a little CG trailer. No date. And that'll be PS5, Xbox, and PC. I'm intrigued. It's it's I'm, Bungie. It's Marathon. So I'm also intrigued. It's Marathon, are which you, most people are not going to remember. I'm assuming you you read what it is. You saw what it is. You know what it it's is. It's a sci-fi extraction shooter. You know who else is making an extraction shooter? Um, Doc. Yeah. I mean, I was going to say, I guess, you know, pull the hat out and pick someone from a hat. Division. There's, there's a bunch of them. Tarkov is an extraction shooter. Mm-hmm. Uh. But this is Bungie. Bungie post Halo, and some would argue that they were obviously the best Halo games, but post Halo, when they launched Destiny and Destiny 2, and they started using, because they were pulling in people from like Infinity War or whatever, to have Call of Duty shooting, they have some of the best pure shooting, like physics and game gunplay and everything. Yep. So, oh, uh, it's a sci-fi extraction shooter. Nobody is going to remember Marathon from all those years ago. Correct. That only the nerds will. Yep. Small small slice of the pie. Yeah. Uh, In case you're curious, Marathon, well, Bungie got their start with Marathon, and true. that was on Mac. That's true. Uh, but I'm intrigued. I'm in. I want to see what it is. I want to see gameplay. Yeah. I have a couple questions. But Right off the bat. What's the engine? Probably the Destiny engine. Which would be a mistake, I think. Probably, but I don't... Unless they went to... Unless they 100% committed to, say, something like Unreal, or they went and got another one from one of the PlayStation Studios, there's no way they're going to divert from their own engine. Because, I know. Because messing around, as we've seen, EA, with other people's engines that you don't understand, EA, is a really bad fucking idea, EA. <laughs> The only the only saving grace in this situation is Sony is weirdly good about resource sharing and like they're really like, good about it, but if you still don't know how to like yeah. manipulate the engine, it's not gonna matter. Yeah. So I'm especially curious when, about that. Especially when you have all the good shooting physics already. I know, but the big issue with the Destiny engine is they always struggled to make content quick enough on it because it wasn't Yeah, it's a fucking it wasn't game. modular it's, enough. Yeah. Um, which they still could have said, okay, we're going to do creation engine two vibes for the next game and start making a bunch of things. Yeah. Which if that's what they did, cool. Um, so I'm concerned about that. Other than that, I, I am like, I, I'm super curious. I'm super interested because I do, I do have a soft spot for Bungie and same. I, as much as I shit on them. I'm not an FPS person, but I fucking love Bungie and specifically Destiny's gunplay. Yes, like it was it's always of, fun to play. It's some of objectively the here's I'm gonna get shit for this. Here's my top three gunplays. Period. Apex, Call of Duty, Bungie. Yeah, and Which, I say Bungie because I'm gonna count Halo Three and and yeah, uh, Destiny. Which I think that's fair. Um, Obviously, pure gunplay goes to stuff like Counter Strike. I, I'm not arguing that. Mm-hmm. I just like the feel for the quick shooters of the other ones versus like tactical shooters. Then it gets a little, a little different. 
The thing, other thing I'm concerned about is the marathon um, IP and the way they're presenting the marathon IP is extremely similar to Destiny. Yes. Um, the the ship hanging over uh, the planet, which looks like Earth, you know, like it, it just all is, looks very similar. Planet sticking through the moon, that type of thing. Um, what else did I want to say about Marathon? I think that was, I think that's it. Yeah, we'll see. Extraction shooter, it'll be interesting. Yeah, true. Um, and then there was Destiny 2, the final shape from Bungie, which was CG, no release date, PS, Xbox, PC. And that one had Cade 6 in it. And it was just a little trailer, a little teaser. Specifically, Fillion's Cade 6. Yes. Is there a difference to Cade 6? I don't know how this works. I think there were rumors that. Or no, because he was dead. I was going to say it was rumors yeah. that it was Nolan North at one point. But. Ah. Yeah, so he comes back. And I guess it's. From what I read somewhere, it's like a, it's a new area. And Kate Six is only in that area. It sounds like kind of like a ha- afterlife situation. Yeah. Or uh, almost more specifically, like a limbo. Yeah. Purgatory. Uh, that's what I was looking for. Yeah. The, the time between. So, yeah, like, oh, there's the final shape or whatever. And then they announce a showcase to go learn more about the final shape and the future of Destiny 2. Yes, that that's the part that's dumb about this is uh, it was an, an announcement for an announcement. Yep, happening on August 22nd. So if you uh, care about Destiny anymore at this point, go watch that. Hopefully it's a they're alluding the hopefully the name of this, the final shape is alluding to. So there was apparently they were asked about that and they're like, there there's more Destiny 2 or, or something like that. But we're going to talk about everything kind of in august and i i read it as you can't call it the final shape and then go but wait there's one more is the next expansion yeah game. but if they actually did that i'd be okay if they actually named the next expansion after the final shape but wait there's one more mm-hmm. i'd be like all right yeah no, I, I, i'm like okay yeah. with that like you understand you're an idiot yeah um it'd be interesting if they'd said okay the final shape and then we have two years of seasons planned that would be a mistake it would be a mistake, but would, it seems they would, like they would that say, seems like the most likely thing they'd do. That's true. They would have to say the final shape, and then we have one more DLC coming that is the final one, and it is like the it is the final one that is like uh, journey to the beyond or something stupid like yeah something to to push you as almost an ending to two but a prelude to three at the same time. Yeah. I'm slightly concerned about the fact that they are going to try to run two live service games at the same time. They did get a lot bigger, though. Oh, yeah. They're way and, fucking bigger. but And Sony exists now. Yep. So all these studios that they keep killing can just be support studios for Bungie instead of Naughty Dog. Yeah. Naughty Dog. Naughty Dog already has like 10, so. Yeah, and they already cut back production on their last game. So, what, you know, fine. Problem solved. Um, next up was Concord from Firewalk Studios, which was a CG trailer. It's supposed to be out in 2024, PS5, and PC. I don't. Was there much even shown on this? Not really. It was enough where I was like, I'm interested, but I don't. Oh, yeah. This is the one where it was like you're kind of in a spaceship, and it was yeah. like, yeah. So I was like, I'm interested, but I, I can only play so many shooters at once. Um. All right, then they started to wrap up. So we got to uh, 
They showed PlayStation Project Q, uh, the streaming handheld. Thoughts? Um, I was extremely annoyed that they didn't have like literally any details about it. Like, if you're gonna tell us, if you're gonna finally reveal this, and you don't fucking tell us like a release date or a price, and you show a mock-up essentially, get the fuck out of here. No, literally, and literally no details otherwise. Yeah, not not even just price and release date. No, de- what type of screen is that? What's its resolution? Mm-hmm. Uh, they released those details blah, blah. like to the media, I believe. But like, if you're gonna show a hardware thing show. in that way, show it and then either have a release date or have the price and the release date. Yeah, or or just have the price. Have, I don't know. Have the we'll have more at our future hardware event. On this day. On this day. See how you're already doing that? Because also, where the fuck's your external drive that you were talking about? So, I I guess it's an 8-inch screen, and it's 1080p. 60 hertz. Not OLED. Yeah. Mistake. I don't mind it. I don't... If it's an LCD screen. I wouldn't... I won't mind it if the price is right. So, what do we think the price is? <laughs> what do we... <laughs> What should the price be? I got three. Or what rumors have we heard that the price is? I'll, I'll give you four. Or what do we think the what I'll do we think you, Sony's gonna make the I'll price? I'll give you four categories. What's the correct price for it? I think one fifty is the correct price for it. Okay. What do you think Sony will price it for? <laughs> I think Sony will genuinely price it at two ninety nine. What do you think it should be priced at? Well, that might the, be it. Might be the same as the first answer. I could, I could, I think it should be less than two hundred dollars. I will give them less than two hundred dollars. Okay. I think it should be one fifty. That might be a little bit weird now with part shortages and inflation. So maybe like one seventy five or one ninety nine is more realistic. But one ninety nine is fucking pushing it, like really pushing it. Especially considering it's there's some stuff about it in the rumors section. So I'll just rip through it real quick. Um, there's some Tom Henderson talk. Ah, oh, good old Tom. He said the PlayStation Project Q's battery life is three to four hours. He also said he didn't have anything on price, but he said it would be a mistake if it was more than $200. So. Hello, welcome to me. It's the clown show. I think Sony sells it for two fifty, but, and here's where I think they try to save them save themselves. I think I know what you're going to say. They immediately discount it for fifty dollars. Okay, now what I thought you were going to say, and they put, keep it on like permanent sale, so they sell it for one ninety nine instead of two forty nine. I could see them. You know how I could see them getting away with two fifty. It's two fifty, and it comes with a year of PlayStation Plus. Right, so I can see them doing the same thing of saying it's two forty nine. We're gonna drop fifty dollars off of it, and it comes with this or whatever. Yeah. Also, I think it shouldn't cost more than a hundred and twenty five dollars for an eight inch ten eighty p or LCD screen that lasts three to four hours. You're you're lucky to get one hundred and twenty out of me. You're lucky to get a hundred at this point, like. Hearing what th- that rumor and the 1080 and yada yada, I am immediately out. 
I was potentially in at one hundred dollars if it was ten eighty because I would just put it up here and play the show while I'm waiting for groups for keys. Mm-hmm. I also, but if it, if it's over a hundred dollars, I'm out. I don't care. I also do not think this is the game or this is the device that you would want to play games on that are. I, I want to say like big set piece games or like really pretty games. Like I would not want to play God of War, Horizon, Last of Us, Ghost of Tsushima, mm-hmm. those types of games on this device. I would rather play the show, FIFA, Gran Turismo, uh, not even Call of Duty. Like I would be playing stuff that was low impact. <clears throat> Your chill just, games. Just chill. Yeah, because any it, but even I mean you can technically count God of War as being chill, but like anything that's supposed to be this really pretty adventure, I want on the big screen. Now there's also the argument with a lot of people that bring it up with like what they did with the Wii U, where they're like, okay, not to mention all the games you want to play on it, you have to have downloaded on your PlayStation. You can't stream from anywhere else; they have to be downloaded on yeah. your PlayStation. Which yeah, is this is which this is, is fine is, uh... for me, but look, whatever. This is like a on Wi-Fi streaming device. Specifically, I believe that's exactly what the words Jim Ryan said. Yeah. And the thing that it will never affect me, or I I guess in theory eventually it should affect me if I'm if I'm lucky enough. Uh <laughs> but what people use like the Wii U for were like, oh, so and so wants to watch something on the TV. My mm-hmm. partner wants to watch whatever. So they can have the TV. But I now have this device where I can still play my my game, mm. and we're still sitting on the couch just chilling, but I get to play my game, they get to watch the show. Perfect. Nobody's hogging up the TV. I've heard other people that are like, well, just buy like another 40-inch TV and put it next to it. And I'm like, that. I get where you're coming from, because to us, that would just be like, oh, yeah, you could just do that. But like that is not feasible in a lot of homes. Not for the cost, but for like space and blah, blah, blah. Like A lot of people would just be like, no, it's... You are not pulling out an entire other TV to put next to my TV that I'm already playing on. Like what? Um, so I can get I can get the use case behind that for certain households. I just think they're gonna fumble the price so fucking hard that it's not funny. And yeah. if you can't play with it plugged in to like keep that battery life alive, that's really short. I mean, granted, obviously three to four hours if somebody else is potentially using the TV. It's not meant to be a replacement for your console, but. Yeah, but still, I think that's uh, that's bad. That's just bad. Where's your external device? Your external drive device? I don't know. The other thing, um, the one saving grace to it, to where I was like, I could get, I could understand why it's not a hundred dollars, is he did specifically say it has full functionality of a dual dual sense controller in it. So it's not like it has which is, all, which is a guaranteed seventy dollars price. Yeah. It has all the haptics and all that good stuff. But so that's like, I'm like, depending on what tablet they were putting in, but if it's a 1080p 8-inch, you can get those for like $35. Yeah. But, you know, they're a company. You better have they a headphone port. They, they want to get their margins. That's an interesting one. You I better have about. a headphone jack. Yeah, because it defeats the purpose of it if you, can't, if you can't wear headphones with it. Yeah, unless they specifically say you need to play with our Bluetooth earbuds. <sighs> You want to talk about a real piss, real you. piss case scenario? Uh, so that was the other thing they released by the or showed by the way was uh, they they're having PlayStation branded uh, earbuds, Which wireless actually, earbuds. I was actually intrigued by that. I'm interested, but I don't have high hopes because, like, traditionally, 
So Sony can do make really good headphones. Yeah, the gold usually referred to as the gold series for yeah. for over the years specifically, I believe. But the with the PS5 when they rebranded and re-released everything on the PS5, they didn't come out with a set that was good. <laughs> Funny enough, my good headphones are Sony's. They're MX3s. Yeah. They didn't come out with a Sony a PlayStation branded headset that was good for the PS5 generation. True. So that's my concern with these is that they're going to be another like middling option where like if they're over a hundred dollars it's a mistake yeah he specifically said playstation and pc which i thought was very interesting that is interesting um but that's the part where i was like i'm intrigued because i could replace the clunkers that are around here mm-hmm. with just those and then just flip back and forth between i'm downstairs and upstairs whatever i would yeah. never use them downstairs but if they were 100 bucks and they were and they were good here's my problem buds specifically never feel good at a for me at an elongated amount of time Mm. my jbls feel fine for the most part but it was at the end of mowing the lawn today and i could start to feel them and i'm like all right we're at about the four hour mark i'm these have got to go yeah that's it we'll see i'm assuming what i don't know i mean i i kind of think the easiest route would be to do some sort of version of their current uh wireless headphones i think are they on the xm4 now or is it the three they're on the mx4s but they're apparently worse than the mx3s which is why i specifically bought the threes and not the fours yeah so the smart version would be some sort of variation of the threes or the fours but i don't know like those are like new what are they a hundred and something dollars 125 or something or like three to four hundred for the fours yeah that much for the ones i'm thinking of yeah there's no way they're worth that jesus christ for fucking wireless earbuds oh the buds oh i have no idea yeah yeah, i'm talking the the over the years oh no, no that's my price reference i have no idea what the my guess then the buds are probably like 150 yeah, I mean, that's kind of like... 150 to 200. If you use some of the components from that, I guess. But I don't know. I just don't... I don't know. We'll see. We'll see on that one. Um, and the last thing they showed was my Marvel Spider-Man 2 gameplay. Uh, they showed too much of it. Um, and it came out... It's coming out this year, obviously. And uh, it's PS5, obviously. Gee, what did you think of the gameplay? Everything I wanted. I was all in. I was all in before they showed anything, though. So I was just like, I feel like it was too much. I, there was a lot they showed, but there was also a lot that they allowed it to allude to. With oh, my phone, just went off. Um, a lot that they alluded to. I that, guess too not too much. I think it was too long. It was, but it, it, if that was going to be their feature game, like that makes sense. Like if if you did that exact same amount of length for marathon, you could have done it for marathon. But if you did the exact same amount of length for say. Uh, Blaze Blue or whatever the fuck that game was. Mm-hmm. You, no, you can't do that. But it was it was pretty long. There was a lot of there were a, a couple moments that definitely could have been cut out that didn't need to be there. But the symbiote thing is interesting. Two playable characters that you can switch between and whatever. I'm like. I'll be very intrigued to see how how they actually handle that 
because mm-hmm. I don't know if they'll actually allow you to go full GTA where you just like flip to another character in the city. May- I mean, maybe you would be able to in the open world that you could just flip to one or the other and the other one's doing something, which would be very cool. G- when GTA did that, it was very awesome to do. Uh, and then obviously once you're in a mission, you're kind of like locked into whatever the they want you to be. But yeah, I I it's not my thing. I'm not a Spider Man fan, but I'll be. It would be interesting if they if they replicated that mechanic and did it well. Um, because no one's replicated that that I know of, have they? Not really. And I mean, you're not going to ever find another like Trevor being drunk in the mountain when you switch to him and then be like, I got 30 minutes before I'm off this hill. <laughs> that game's so fucking wild, man. Even it's crazy to that that came out 11 years ago. What the fuck? It's amazing. And we're getting shit like Lord of the Rings Gollum. Yep. Amazing. All right. I'm going to burn through some stuff. All right. Do it up. Uh, talking about the PlayStation Showcase, continuing, Tom Henderson said, quote, updates and reveals on PlayStation's new hardware, in addition to focusing solely on first-party titles, would be the showcase that PlayStation needs to set up the next phase. It's understood that a lot of games we're waiting uh, on seeing are pretty much ready, so I'm not sure why Sony decided to wait this time around, end quote. Yeah, no shit. That's literally everything we just said. Great yep. Uh, according to Jez Corden, the CMA's senior director who blocked Microsoft's Xbox Activision merger, Previously worked for a Sony law firm. Man, does it get better. Have you seen Lord of the Rings Gollum reviews? Well, according to various German websites... No, I'm not going to make that joke. It seems the developer of Gollum, Daedalic Entertainment, has received funding from the German government to the tune of around 200 million euros for another Lord of the Rings game. This one is codenamed It's Magic and tells a story from a character's perspective that has never been told before. Why does Germany like shit games? The Snitch has said on Reset Era that there's a AAA PlayStation port that's coming to PC in July. Which game could that be? <laughs> Bloodborne? Question marks? I don't know. Hey, more rumors. And quick things. A 52-year-old from Nagoya, Japan, is now the first person in Japan to be arrested for illegally uploading video games... Oh, sorry. Illegally uploading game videos on YouTube. As reported by Japan Today, the videos were of Stein Gate, My Darling's Embrace. Everybody Weird knows one. that one, right? No. The PlayStation VR 2 just it's sold just shy of 600,000 units in six weeks from launch, tracking ahead of the original PSVR, which is actually really good then. It is, but I, I think it's significantly lower than their expectations still. That's probably true, but that if you're beating your original one, I feel like that's yeah, that's, I think it's good. Is, right? It's growth. It's growth, Captain. <laughs> Number three, Kabam, the publisher behind Disney Mirrorverse and Marvel Contest of Champions, you know both of those, has laid off 12% of its employees. Number Which four, might be like two people. Yeah, but true. Number four, Sega has announced it will make 121 redundancies at Company of Heroes developer Relic Entertainment. I hate that phrasing. Okay. Redundancy? You're, you, you're now made redundant. Yeah, I know. It's, it's just like I don't, really insulting. It really is. But people aren't real. They're a number. Yes. Number five, Microsoft has officially filed its appeal with the Competition Appeal Tribunal on May 24th. Number six, sources told Kotaku, wow, I can't read, 
that Ubisoft's plan for their Star Wars game is to release this fiscal year, but the sources think the game will slip into the following fiscal year, which would be April 2024 to March 2025, which also means the reskin of the upcoming Avatar game into a Star Wars project is now delayed. Oh, that's going to... It's all terrible. I I forgot they had a Star Wars game. And that's too soon. Yep. Both of those times. Both are too soon. Both years. <laughs> but, but all of that's way too soon. Number seven, former Battlefield creative director Lars Gustafsson has announced the formation of a new flank development studio, TT, TTK Games, or Time to Kill Games. I like it. It's a good reference. Mm-hmm. Number eight, Ubisoft's Prince of Persia Sands of Time remake has been fully rebooted and is currently in the conception phase. I didn't think you could half-birth something and then start again. That seems to be... Uh... Ubisoft's bread and butter. I they were. <laughs> I thought we read at one point it went gold. Maybe I don't know anymore, dude. Ubisoft is a fucking mess, dude. If they come out with an and the, the us ha- having high hopes for Mirage, you know, maybe that's on us. But maybe it's the only franchise they can make anymore. Maybe is that in Rainbow Six. The only other one that I have any faith in is The Division, and I'm still not sure we ever see it. I've never seen a more obvious uh, example of a company needing different management. And we've worked in a lot of shitty companies. (laughs) Like, Ubisoft has how many studios, and they're all failing. All of them. Like, you, that's not a coincidence. Like, you, that, that's, if you took them all and made them all independent, statistically, they would, that would be impossible. So, the common denominator here is the entity that's managing them all and making all the decisions. There's literally only. Yeah, no, I was going to say. I'm I'm trying to think about it, and it's like, okay, Rainbow Six, yeah, Assassin's Creed, yeah, The Division, yeah, Ghost Recon's dead, Splinter Cell, they they pretend doesn't exist, (laughs) Just Dance is thriving, Riders Republic, dead, dead, Skull and Bones, should be dead, I'm surprised that wasn't the rebooted announcement. Uh, Beyond Good and Evil 2 never really existed. Yep. The Division. Roller Champions, dead. Dead, yeah. The Division. Questionable. Yeah. Possibly dying. There's a heartbeat. Faint. <laughs> faint heartbeat. Uh. That's just all it is. Way too long in between. Yep. So, yeah. It's not looking good over there. Anyway, it's been seven days. What you been up to? Uh, not much. Um, started watching some Demon Slayer. Downloaded, re-downloaded Knights of the Republic because I have a coworker who is finally playing that for the first time and is liking it. And it kind of got me all, you know, got the juices flowing. And I spent the the night the the day before I got sick uh, last weekend. I spent probably four or five hours. And then a couple, and then an hour, an hour and a half the next day, installing something like like two hundred mods, 
on this, there was a, a build I found. Oh god, that was just like you know, install all these mods in this order, and it basically is like a a, re, a remaster of this game. <laughs> and the override folder on my Steam install for it has like something like five thousand files in it. Jesus Christ! So we'll That'll see how work. that goes. I don't know. I haven't had time to start it up yet. You haven't then, started it after doing all that. Well, what happened was Samantha's been reading a lot, so like I've had to. I didn't want to disturb her. So I well, haven't, I haven't any of the animes that she, she had been watching with me that like new seasons came out with. I, I haven't been watching them uh-huh. and they just been building up. And then all of a sudden she was just like, let's watch. I'm, I am out here. And I was like, oh, well, I guess we could watch Demon Slayer. So we've been trying to catch up on Demon Slayer. So gotcha. That's where I'm at in life. Where are you at? I finished Jedi Survivor. Nice. Fuck that last fight. Interesting. I forgot I that game existed. Yep. I've I've I finished it. Uh and I was like, alright, cool. I'm glad I'm done. Uh it was a good game. Oh, okay. I don't have any like true problems with it. Uh, other than like, you get through it and you go. When you reach the like turning point, like the you can feel yourself going up that mountain and coming back down it, kind of Mm. the the climax or whatever, and you go, yeah, oh okay, yeah, that makes yeah, all right. And I got there and I was just kind of like, well, this has got to happen now. And then it just kind of like goes to the end, and you kind of get to the end. The last fight I fucking hated. Uh. Because I got to like the third phase of it or whatever, and then I was just essentially what we saw happening to Ray earlier. I got hit by one thing and I could not recover fast enough to avoid the next four and just would die. And I was like, I can't even get a healing stem. Like, mm-hmm. essentially like stun locked. Yeah. So I, I eventually ended up getting it where I think I I stuck the guy in a corner and it just kind of worked out. He they couldn't like do anything because they were floating or whatever. Got through that phase and it was yeah. able to kill that one, but. It it took way too long. Like I should have just dropped the difficulty and just I'm just gonna get through this. I, mm. I'm at the end. I just get me through it. Um, and then it ends, and they set you up for the next game. In the typical of just like, here's where we would kick it off if we wanted to, but not like not we're being kicking a, it off. Yeah, not being as obvious to be like, there's a three. Yeah, yeah, but just being like, here's where we're going to start three if we do. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm kind of like, okay. I'm not in love with it, but I don't hate it. I get it. it yeah, I kind of lost interest when the story became obvious. Where are you in it? Uh, What's the obvious part of the story? Well, spoilers for a game that's a, over a month old. Clearly, the fucking bounty hunter dude. Well, I don't know if he's a bounty hunter dude, but like, clearly, the dude who's boat. the new guy is gonna betray you. Yeah, clearly, boat. and then because he's foreboding. Yeah, <laughs> I fucking hate it. I mean, you. That's yeah. So you got like three. So as of right now, where I'm at, and I'm not that far in. I'm only at like fucking. Uh, 
Jetta, I think. Yeah, you're, um, you're on your way to see Seer. I, yeah, I just saw her. Okay, yeah. So, you got him. I got way too confused at that beginning area, by the way. I didn't realize you had to push the door open with a sand monster. I ran all around that place for like 30 push minutes. Push the door open with a sand monster. When you first get to Jetta and there's that thing in the sand. Yeah. So, you're not supposed to like be in the sand or, you know, pops mm-hmm. on and kills you. I didn't re- realize that there was a force wall that you just had to push and then run through. Mm-hmm. So I was running all uh, over that place for like 30 okay. minutes going like, what do I have to jump on to get up? And, like, uh, and then yeah. I opened up the map and I was like, oh, I just have to push the door. I fucking hate it here. Yeah. Um, so you got Bode. You got um, the that big, ugly alien dude. Grease? No. Oh. The bounty hunter guy. Or the leader dude there you gotta fight him at some point yeah i can't remember what species he is and what or or what his name is now and then the fucking one-armed guy yeah dagangara yeah and that's the that's basically where i'm at where i'm like all right so these are the these are the people that are like at some point you're gonna get betrayed and then you're gonna be set them up knock them down bully pins you set them up and you knock them down yeah there there are good um Good moments throughout the entire thing. Mm-hmm. Like there are a lot of fun, fun moments and times where I was like, "Man, these fights are really fun and good." And then I got to the last fight, and I was like, "I honestly hate this." Yeah. So, but again, it was it was a good game. Probably like uh, eight to eight and a half out of ten for me. Nice, nice. How long? I didn't check. I'm gonna guess. 28 hours interesting i kind of stopped the one of the reasons why i stopped playing was i felt like it was taking too long to go anywhere well for where you are you should have been further by now but if you if you do what i eventually reached which was i am going forward and that's that i'm Mm -hmm. not exploring the rest of this fucking world well, like Jetta, I didn't. I I haven't been exploring it. I've just been like going. I got to Seer and I did the whole Seer cut scene with Cordova, and yeah, I, I'm at their base right now. Is where I left off, and that was like a week. That was like two weeks ago or whatever. Yeah, I mean, there's still there's a lot to do on Jetta, and you you go back and forth from Jetta to First Planet. Yeah, I can't remember what it's called, but I know it. I, yeah, not Coruscant. Um. Oh my god, it's got the moon. That's no moon. It's a space station. Um, I can't remember what it's called. It's gonna bug the hell out of me now. I like that planet. Well, I like the back half of it from what I've done, what I did. Which was like when you're you're going through the when you get to the the guy that you release the one armed guy. Oh, when you get to the, the I like that part. Yeah, that yeah. part getting to him and doing yeah, all that, that part stuff. was very cool. I like that. Um, yeah. So I guess I'll have to play that at some point. I should Kobo. finish that. Kobo, there it is. Not there, to be I, confused with Koba, which was an ancient Mayan city. Yeah, I'll get there eventually. Uh but yeah, no. So that's done, and then it's just been that that and wow. Wow, doing Diablo keys. in this week for early access week after so. Diablo four. Yep. Hail Satan. All right. 
All right, that's all I got then. It's been a long one, so we gotta wrap this up. I got nothing. Cool. We'll see you guys in uh, the days. Enjoy Memorial Day. Don't blow your arm off the firework. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.